Welcome to Hot Springs Village Inside Out, a weekly podcast where Hot Springs Village, Arkansas is the star. Join me, Randy Cantrell, and my co-host Dennis Simpson as we discuss the history, facts, people, places, events, lots more surrounding Hot Springs Village, Arkansas. Visit the website at hotspringsvillageinsideout.com. Welcome back to another episode of hsvinsideout.com. That's the website, too. Well, that is the web. I just said website, didn't I? You did. Okay, I've got Dennis Simpson syndrome now. <laughs> Loopers at the beginning already. Hot Springs Village Inside Out is the podcast. hsvinsideout.com is the website, or you can go the long way. Hot Springs Village Inside too. He is Dennis R. Simpson. I'm Randy Cantrell, and we've got a special guest today that I'm going to let Dennis introduce. Well, I tell you what, this is something I've looked forward to for a long time. Mr. Tracy Simpson, not related by any way, <laughs> just the other Simpson, as we say. I used to say that when I was a kid, I looked a lot like Bart, but I'm beginning to more like, look more like Homer every day. But Tracy, who looks like neither one of us, is the resident morning man at uh, KVRE, the radio station here in the village, 92.9. Streaming live, KVRE. I do a pretty good Tracy. I don't know if you know that, Tracy. It did sound like, I'll tell you what, <laughs> a little bit of work, a little tune, fine-tuning there, but otherwise, yeah, I mean. We'll tweak it, we'll tweak it. I go on I've got somebody to fill in for me. No, I don't know. No, no. I don't know if you're going to have somebody dragging their tail up there at 555 every month, every morning. Uh, so that what does the morning job includes early, early, right? Or 559. Is that right? Yeah, I was going to say 559 and a half. Um, <laughs> you know, they call it the crack of dawn for some, for some reason, because to get up that early, you got to be a little cracked, but um, it's, it's something, it's something I've been doing for a long time anyway, with other jobs I've had in the past with radio or television, you're going to get up early. It doesn't matter what the day has for you because eventually you're going to be on the set and whether it's radio or television and your call time could be at 10 o'clock, but you know, you may not be there till four that afternoon, depending on what's going on. But with this, it's a little bit uh, more precise being that six to 10 every morning and knowing what your challenges are that morning, whether it's, weather which i've encountered through the snow and ice and whatever but you know usually we get there early enough to where we know we got drive time people getting up and waking up and we're ready to roll well let me ask specifically give me the story this is what we ask everybody how did you get to hot springs village why hot springs village what worked for you how did you get here i've been affiliated with hot springs village for a long time i'm i'm actually what we call a spa youth i'm from hot springs and uh through the years, Hot Springs Village was a place to go, of course, and play some of the pristine courses in golf and also meet other people. And there were summer jobs up there when I was in high school. It was still a, uh, a, a building area uh, some 40-plus <clears throat> years ago. And so they were um, still a lot of jobs and a lot of things to do, activities, uh, of course, with the lakes, as we call the Tri-Lakes area here. There were so many things to do up there, activities. And I enjoyed uh, meeting people up there because it is a melting pot. It's similar to New York, Dallas, Memphis, whatever the case is. There's all walks of life up there. And uh, you meet some interesting people. And that's what brought me there. And, uh, of course, moving off for a little while, joining other ventures. But then coming back, there was an opportunity to, um, to be a part of the radio station and also to 
meet other people in the same business. And, and once I met Tom and Polly and, and Alice, it was a, it was a pretty good little combination all of a sudden. And then the next thing you knew, they was, I was doing the football show, of course. And they asked me about being the morning guy, which I had done in Dallas. I'd done in Austin and out in LA. And I thought, well, I get up early in the mornings anyway. So why don't we see if this is a, this is something that'll work. And eight years later, uh, it, I, it's sort of working. So, you know, uh, Hot Springs Village is a great place, great people, uh, a great opportunity to, to meet other people from other areas and learn backgrounds, which I, I, that's, I'm an enthusiast about meeting people from other, other parts of the world. And you can meet just about anybody in the village from all walks of life. And you meet some really good people too at that. So Tracy, how'd you get started in radio? Years back, um, I was going to University of Texas. Uh, that's where I went. To, I went and played ball down there, and I was, I was going to go actually into counseling, and with a background in media, and uh, just so happens a kid didn't show up for the late night radio show there at campus, and I was down the hall, and it was one of those things, right place, right time, and I stepped in. And two and a half years later, I was still there. As and Woody Allen says, the, the, the Woody Allen says the key to success is showing up. And that was the deal. Uh, it, and it was a deal where you could be on radio, you could play music and study at the same time. You could go over your cleft notes, whatever the case is. And, and people could come in. They didn't have video like they do now with, you know, different radio stations. And it was easy for me to, you know, multitask while I was up there. And it was right down the hall from me. I didn't have to go very far. So it was an opportunity that I did not really anticipate becoming a profession. And one thing led to another. And before I knew it, I was, I was asked to uh, hand in resumes at different places around the uh, United States and also for, um, for television, too. Voiceovers was one of the biggies. And that right there, I believe, led, us, led me down the path because uh, being – multitasking as far as different backgrounds of personalities i can you know i can talk different ways or irish indian background you learn to talk different ways so um and that was the opportunity that i had never even looked at and then all of a sudden it was laid right in my lap and i picked up the ball and ran with it all right you were playing ball at ut what kind of ball were you playing at ut uh play play football not very much um matter of fact went down there uh coach freddie acres uh, asked me to come down there back in those days, though, it was, it was a joint effort for your, your GPA. <laughs> and, uh, and I had a decent GPA is what I had. And I thought I could play decent ball, but it was more or less a love for the sport and just being involved. Uh, I happened to be in a fraternity Kappa SIG and it worked, it worked out for me to not only be in that athletic dorm, but also over in the Kappa SIG dorm. And uh, a lot of the football players were Kappa SIGs. And it just happened to work out to where I ran into a lot of friends at that time. And now they're lifelong friends uh, from the football field or from the Kappa Sig background. Your first broadcast job was? My first broadcast job actually was in North Little Rock. And I worked at a, at a, <laughs> at a radio station over there. But I was not on the air, though. Actually, I was in the background. And if... Uh, I think Mr. Simpson down there in the corner knows most of those guys. Clive and a couple of those other gentlemen over there. And I, I worked in the back running 
running errands, running uh, whatever they needed me to do, put, picking up mics, doing stuff. And then I got a chance to do voiceovers. And then the next thing I know, I had a call from Hot Springs, Arkansas, of all places. And they said um, they're opening up a TV station called KRZB. And the owner at that time was wanting to develop all he could about Hot Springs and the surrounding areas. And I just happened to be the guy to do the day show. And it, one thing led to another. And you learn all aspects. When, when you're in a small, whether it's radio or television, you learn to do wear many hats. And so from the time you picked up the camera and set it up on a tripod and went and did a newscast and then went back and edited it and then had it ready for the, for the noon news or the six o'clock news. And that led to, um, to another opportunity down the road, but TV was my first love, but then radio I found out was a lot easier. (laughs) Now you mentioned, you mentioned, you mentioned two top five markets. You mentioned Dallas and LA. So we got to hear those stories. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, most of the your opportunities, Dallas was just a, an opportunity. When I left Austin, I was going to work on getting my master's degree at University of Texas at Dallas. And Los Colinas is, for people who don't know, is one of the hubs for the South-Southwest of television. They have a, a full, I mean, it's just like a mini Hollywood out there. And there were so many opportunities to do side gigs and they were running all kinds of, of network spots through there because Texas is a right to work state. You don't have to be in a union. So that means you can pretty much pay them what, what you want. And uh, the market was wide open at that time. And the opportunity rose to where I was able to audition. Uh, I was with the Mary Collins group and they were also in LA. She had office there. And so we would, at that time, Southwest was, you know, nonstop $39 for both ways. And you could uh, go audition in LA, get a spot, turn around and come back and and be in Dallas, you know, the next day. And then, you know, go ahead and continue my academics at UTD, do more commercials, do more TV programs, voiceovers. And it wasn't nothing to it. So being single and full of energy that's what you did and being and starving too. That's what you did. You went where your agent told you to go. So let me get this straight. So hunger can be a motivator. Is that what I hear? Oh, I, well, would you say touche on that one, Mr. Simpson? <laughs> uh, I would. It yeah. could be a great motivator, a great motivator. I, I, I've got a million really roads to go down. You, you're one of the most diverse people I think we'll ever talk to Tracy, but I've got to ask, Tell me about Willie Water. How do you how do you get in a water bottling company with Willie Nelson? Well, that was a whole nother venture. My brother and I have started several ventures in in through our I mean through our lifetime. We were fortunate enough to have a mom that pushed us hard. Uh, her, one of her famous quotes is "No work, you no eating." Uh, <laughs> my my father passed away when I was two years old. And my brother was five, and we pretty much teamed up together. She developed from a fourplex apartment complex that she bought with the insurance money from my father's pass away, developed it into, at one point, we had over 100 houses and 14 apartment complexes. And that's what we did. We, we worked on those all the time. And so we capitalized on trying other ventures, and like Dallas and other places, we got to know people. So we started ventures over there buying at that time uh 
Dallas was just booming with the apartment complexes in the early 90s. And so we were trying to get in on that. And it just so happens that my brother ran into a guy named Willie Nelson. And one thing led to another, and he became his tour manager. And then the next thing you know, it was just a matter of where's the best water in the world? Arkansas. And Willie would come up here and do gigs all the time. He loved being in Eureka. He loved being in Hot Springs. He was on his way to Nashville. And one thing led to another, and we purchased a place over in, in right outside of Mount Ida, and it was the Springs. And um, we talked to Willie about it, and sure enough, um, there's one thing that cures Cottonmouth, and that's spring water. <laughs> so as they say, the rest is history, and his label went, and, uh, and that was just one of our many ventures. We had so many different special labels is what we actually, and we had product in Kroger, product in Albertsons, uh, you know, product in Walmart. And it just led us into a different path for another opportunity. Cause once we sold that business, we just went into another one, but at the forefront of it, it was able also, cause Willie, as you all know, loved being in movies. And so we always got these bit parts in all these movies. And that was the best part about it. You were on the set all the time. Um, I was uh, fortunate enough to be able to be on the bus with him a lot, uh, not partaking in everything, but uh, keeping my uh, my eyes open and my mouth shut. And you learn a lot, you know, and we'll leave it at that. Okay? Yeah, well, all you had to do is yeah, breathe yeah. anyway, secondhand. We're, we're, that was the whole deal, yeah. So, um, and, and try and to so avoid a contact a, high, right? Try to avoid a contact well, high. Well, you're around Willie, you're going to get a guy. I don't care about that. You're going to, but um, it's just that simple, but it's the, um, it was one of those instances where we were fortunate enough to come across people that were, that were nice to us. And that was the whole idea about it. There's my big dog right there. This is Ethel. Oh. <laughs> there you go. What's, what's her name again? What's her Ethel. name again? Don't look Ethel. 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 <laughs> I love it. That was sweet. Sweet. Tell us. Okay. So anyway, so that was the that we were able to hang out with Willie and do some things that, that other people weren't. And so we went on the road with him quite a bit for, for years. And when we sold that business, it was, uh, it behooved us to get into other, uh, deals with other people. And we still, I mean, still talk to Willie all the time, especially during his birthday in April and and in contact with him all the time. Well, I I, got to make, I'm sorry. I, I got to make note. I, I hear a parallel here. You know, it sounds like your story's all over the map, but I, I hear two overriding factors. Number one, show up and be there. And number two, when you're working hard, you run into good people. Well, you're going to run into a diversified group. That's just, that's just that simple because when you're doing something like that, there's also other people out there trying to look over your shoulder. It's just that simple. And, and don't, don't get me wrong. But it's a tough, it's a tough life. I'm going to tell you that right now. It is a tough life as far as being on the road like Willie and those guys are. It's not for the meek. And one thing that we instilled in us a long time ago, my mom was very much on, on family. And family's always first and the man above. And so being on the road just really wasn't in tune to what we wanted. So it, it was a matter of fact, well, let's go back to Hot Springs. Let's establish more ground there. And let's do some other endeavors. And at the same time, just like we were talking about Hot Springs Village a while ago, you meet a diversification of people all around this area. And, you know, it's 
just not Arkansas or Hot Springs. It's people from all over everywhere. And so it's amazing that, um, that the people that we've met through the years, and it's a lot of fun. That's the essence of it. Also, if you're not having fun, Dennis, you've known this for a long time. If you're not having fun, why do it? Exactly. You know? It ain't worth it. Yeah. Now, are you I mean, and your, are you and your brother? So are you and your brother still involved in joint enterprises? Um, no pun on words, but uh, <laughs> not with Willie anymore. <laughs> How about that one? Uh, I like that one. I like yeah. that one. Did I catch y'all know? No, yeah, I did. I did. Well, see, here, here's what happens. Let me explain something, Randy. I will text Tracy a great joke in the middle of the morning, and he will he will use it sometimes on the radio and sometimes not even give me credit, Randy. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes he does. <laughs> sometimes he doesn't. So, I mean, I feel like the joke writer behind the scenes some days. Well, let me tell you this, though, and you guys ought to know this, just from the business y'all been in. There's There's movies out everywhere. Okay, what people see on the silver screen is one thing, but look behind it and how many people it took to make that picture. You know, everybody wants to see Tom Cruise and, uh, oh, my gosh, Tom. But for every Tom Cruise movies, there's a thousand people behind him making it happen. And all, you know, eventually it comes around to that executive producer who's really the go-to guy. So even though I don't give you credit, D, I'm telling you what, I've, I've, I've thought about it, and next time I'll put it in the credits for you. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 can do, you, you can just give me some water. We'll be good. We'll, we'll sweat on it. Hey, that we do have. That we do have. Um, but, yeah, the ventures, uh, they come and go, and, and what you have to do, realize is that you're not going to win every one of them. It's, it's just like being on a ball team. You're going to win some, you're going to lose some, but you dress out for them all. It's just that simple. And you get knocked down, you get back up. It's, it's just that simple. And, and, but along the way also though, you don't forget those who got you where you're at. You, you, you simply take care of other people and you do not forget the people that got you there. It's just that simple. It's so important to, to help other people. And just like when I end my, my show every day, people helping people, all lives matter. Well, didn't there, didn't there a lot. Didn't Daryl Royal say you dance with who brung you? That, it's that simple. It's that simple. You dance, but then you don't have to leave with them, but you dance with them. That's for certain. <laughs> there's that. Yeah, there's that. Now, when did you get, when did you get, when did you get to KVRE and start doing this morning gig? Uh, this is, this is my eighth year. October 1st will be my eighth year there. And it was a, it was actually was a, uh, a freak kind of deal. Um, when I came back, I'd, I'd done a stint, stunt on several shows and it modeled and commercials. And, but once again, my motivation and drive was to get back to hot springs around my family. Uh, I missed my family. I, I grew up here in hot springs, fifth generation. My mom was actually born at the bottom of where Lake Washington is at a place called Blakely camp and, and being around family. Cause we we're a tight bunch. I have two other brothers also. And it was so instrumental in, in, in getting back. Plus, there was a there was another reason, too. Um, uh, a, a lady that I'd been dating for quite some time, who's now my wife, which 25 years in two weeks. Uh, we I, I just missed the whole family situation and I wanted to come back here. So the opportunity arose. I'd already made enough to where I was I was happy. 
Um, I was living okay, no problems. And what the area lacked was programming for kids and for the community. And my avenue from sports, football, which I dearly loved. I, I grew up here, played at Hot Springs High, but they didn't have radio. There was no radio for the football programs. And you guys well know in Texas, oh my gosh, I mean, it's on it's on TV, not just radio. I mean, if you know if you're not on the radio or at least on the radio, then why are you even playing? Well, nobody had that here. So um, I wrote and produced and, and sold the shows and then looked up Tom Nichols, who actually had called had been some of my games back in the day for Hot Springs High. And it was just a match. And he said, um, let's do it. And so it started off just as a Friday night gig during football. And then he, they, the opportunity arose where the morning guy, morning slot opened up and they said, do you want it? And you can only golf and hunt and fish so much. And I'm already up at that time of the hour. I said, let's try it. And um, eight years later, I'm still getting up every morning at 92.9. <laughs> and streaming live, TV. I think that's how you do it. And I, and I think that, that's how you do it. And, you know, and, yeah. and that's what's amazing that I, I, I love the part seeing where when I first started there uh, in the primitive stages and now to where it is now, it's where with the help of people like Dennis and others and Ted, and, and it's just become, it's a family operation and, and it's just, it grows and they're so generous there. They're, they're just a, they're, they're a giving bunch and, it, and they want you to be, you know, they want everybody to be a part of everything. And, and we are, and we are. And whether it's production or on talent, or air on air talent, or sales or whatever, everybody's in on everything, and and they want everybody to be happy. And, and that was the atmosphere that that I grew up at. I mean, we didn't have a lot when I was a kid. Cornbread and beans. We thought, oh my goodness, and milk. Whoa! And uh, and so uh, it didn't take a whole lot. But I think times have changed a little bit. But but that motivated me to take the the job and to be around these people because. They're a super bunch. Unbelievable. They're so generous. It's unbelievable. And and they just, they're very community-minded. They they have what you call heart. And and Tom's been doing this for 60 years, 60 plus years. And I'll tell you what, when you think you know everything, trust me, there's going to be something that comes up and says, Oh, wow, that's something I didn't know. And every day I go in there and and I I, I learn and I, and I love it. And that's what's fun about it. If, like we said, while ago, let's, let's go back a couple of minutes. If you're not having fun, why do it? If you're not helping somebody, why do it? And that's what it's all about. Having fun, helping somebody else. Cause, uh, it, cause it's, it's living the life of Riley. I'm telling you, man. Yeah. Well, Tracy, I've got a, uh, I've got one of my favorite songs. It's a Kathy Matea song. And by the way, I think you guys should compare obscure songs because we go from Waylon and uh, David Allen Cole to the Goo Goo Dolls and right back to Lady Gaga and then back over to, to uh, Dolly. Uh, and your show <laughs> isn't <laughs> that that's not an understatement. That's not an understatement. Um, but one of yeah. my favorite songs by Kathy Batea is called 334578. And it talks about the old things uh -huh. that used to exist. Me and the freeform radio, sure. me and the the uh, uh, eight track tapes and, and it goes on. But, but she slips in, and it's just a quick word. It's just a quick reference. Me and the all-night radio and me and the free-form radio. 
that if, if you, I mean, Randy, I know you know this, and most of our listeners, we may not really pay attention to it. Call your local radio station, call, call 94.1, call 97.5, call any of them. Number one, ask for a song in the next two weeks because they're programmed for weeks out at a time. And number two, that song has to be exactly in their exact demographic profile that the experts in New York or LA have told them exactly it is. And it usually doesn't involve Dolly Parton backed up against the Goo Goo Dolls. Am I, am I right here, Tracy? Yeah, well, I tell you what, you know, diversification, that goes back to what we were talking earlier that Randy brought up and you did also. How'd you get in the water? How'd you get in? We've been, I've been in real estate. I've been in water. I've been in whatever, once again, Makes me happy, makes a little bit of money, but helps other people out. And what I think the best part of this show is the diversification, like you're saying, because it expands. I have people call in that are from 18 to 80. And and as long as and here's another one thing, as long as my mom, you know, is not is not going to get on to me about playing something, then I know it's okay to play. Okay. I don't need a 90-year-old spanking me still, okay? So <laughs> But, but as long as you're making a diversified group like that happy, and, and it's tough. It really is tough. But you encounter so many different backgrounds. And if I can make one person, if I can make one person smile or feel a little bit better about that day, about getting up in the morning, about heading out where they're going, uh, about maybe about helping somebody else, that's what it's all about. You know, you want to be able to, help somebody to help somebody else. It's a domino effect and being positive and music is such a diversified uh, background. It's the one true form that can relate to everybody in the whole world. I'm telling you. And that, and that is, I mean, it's, it's just one form. Well, I don't everybody know. Everybody can understand. And it's yeah. whether it's Hispanic, but well, I was just going to say, I, I don't know any other radio station in the United States that has a free form radio like this, that you can play this wide a variety, whatever you want. You know, I can text or call and say, hey, Rand, you know, uh, 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 Tracy, I'd like to hear Diane and I were listening to so-and-so or David Allen Cole's in the hospital. Let's hear that or whatever. But I, I want to tell you a story, just a piece of it, Randy. And I don't know if you heard this, too. Anne and Nancy Wilson of Heart, which we've all you know, Dreamboat Annie and all these great, great songs they've done. Ann Wilson said she had lived in the Washington, Spokane, Seattle area for nearly her entire life. And she recently, about the last three or four years, she got married and moved to the panhandle of Texas. And she said, I realized then what a bubble I was in. And I was like, you know, what on earth is she talking about? And she said, Spokane and Seattle are these more progressive and more liberal places. And she said, we talk about tolerance all the time. I didn't know jack about tolerance until I moved to North Florida and I had to figure out that some people had Trump signs in their yard and they weren't evil people. And there were other people that had Biden signs that were just great folks too. She said, I realized living in that bubble, I, I, my word tolerance didn't mean anything because I didn't have to tolerate anybody. But she said, when I moved to a broader area, I got a lesson, right, Trace? Well, and that's the whole idea, you know, Randy, you've lived in a large city, you know, you can find so many different backgrounds. It's, it's, and, and you can get out and, and whether it's on your bicycle or driving, you can go in and you don't even know you're going to another town. And, but you, all of a sudden it's a different language. I mean, try going to a 7-Eleven over, uh, on, 
in, in Dallas somewhere, you know, especially maybe off lower Greenville or something, you know what I mean? Yep. You're going to run into what, how many different languages, you know what I mean? And, and, but music brings it all together. And if I can, just like you said, if I can play it, you know, Creedence Clearwater one time and then have maybe have some old war veteran, you know, go, man, I was listening to that in 68 and I'm, and it got me through that night when I was on KP or something, you know, and then I play another song that may be by, like you said, and in Nancy Wilson, Greenboat Annie or something. And some little girls, oh, I'll never forget the prom that I danced that to, you know, in, in 78, you know what I'm saying? So the diversification, you know, if you can put up with me, you know, that's the whole idea about it. But the main modem here is the music. And then I like, of course, just the same as you, Randy. We like sharing our experiences. We like sharing positive influences on people. And I think that has a lot to do with it. Uh, the main essence of it all, once again, if you're not having fun and you're not helping somebody, why do it? And, and I've been very fortunate. I've uh, very fortunate. Where, where do you think, where's your passion for this whole, because the theme of this whole thing seems to be diversity. Your, 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 your attraction to the diverse cultures and diverse people and diverse backgrounds. Where does that come from? You think? Tolerance. My, my family originated from, you know, in Oklahoma. Uh, most of them were born on the reservation in Oklahoma. But then also on the reverse side, we had the immigrants. I'm Irish Indian. Um, my mom literally was born in an army tent because they wouldn't let them in the hospital. And she, she instilled to us one of her other sayings. It's a lot easier to help somebody up than push them down. And, and it doesn't matter if you were blind, how would you know somebody's color? Yeah. And so tolerance is the biggest part right now helping out people that people can't help what they're born into they can help the way they act and the way they you know attire you know the way they group up in different ways and backgrounds and stuff as they get older but you're born into a certain area and sometimes you can't help that so what we have to do as a whole and that's what i try to do the, the diversification comes from Whatever background you're from, man, it don't matter. You know, there's good in everybody. You got to dig a little deeper sometimes, but the whole essence of it all is the background of these people. Nobody's, we are the melting pot of the world. Back in the day, what does it say on the bottom of the Statue of Liberty? Bring us your poor, your weak, bring us, you know, everybody. We've lost a lot of that. A lot of that we've lost through the last couple of decades. And, and I know we're, we're having a difficult time and I'm not going to get into politics or anything, but we still have to reach out and help people. You know what? I was reading an article the other day about, you know, if you're reading this, 60% of the people in the world can't read. If you're sitting in a chair in an air conditioned room, 90% of the people in the world aren't doing that. If you're sitting there eating a sandwich while you're reading this in a chair with air conditioning, 95% of probably the people in the world. So, Everybody, and here's one thing I think everybody should have to do. A, go live in a third world country for 30 days. I would I'd try to get you 60, but you wouldn't make it. And and give up the simple things in life, toilet paper. We all learned that about a year and a half ago, didn't we? Uh, you know, the surge. But everybody should have to go live in a third world country for 30 days. 
and then you would appreciate USA a lot more. And it's just that simple. I'm proud where I'm from. I fly a flag out my front yard. I fly one down by my pond. I've, we fly one at the radio station. The diversification gang. I got news for you. We're all not. <laughs> we're all not just Anglo's or or come from one tribe or whatever the case is. But together, we're Americans, and we need to respect that. We need to respect that. We need to instill that in our young. Otherwise, we are a lost society. And we've got to get back to that. I'm telling you that right now. And this goes back to the music. You know, I can play a song. And whether you don't understand English or nothing, that tune in there can just change your whole day. I, I can't tell you how many emails I get or calls where people are just, thank you. For, you know, for I was I woke up on, you know, for the bad note or, or I'm not I'm going through a bad time right now or or somebody I know is going through a bad time. But I play one song and then they call and it just changes their whole day. And, you know, and that's what the essence of it is. It doesn't matter what your background is. The whole essence of it is trying to make these people, trying to just take the load off people, trying to make them happy a little bit, you know. Well, I was just, I didn't know the story about your mom, which is an exceptional story. And if you think about it, that if anybody had the right to be bitter or to teach their kids that you, know, you, you, you don't trust this other group over here, she had the right. I, I would I would grant that she would have that right. But the bottom line is, is that because she saw a wider, broader world, we all can. And let's face it, Tracy, what we're coming down, the discussion we're talking about is not devolving into tribalism, because that's what tears apart every country you can talk about is, is a type of tribalism or something like that. Randy, what, what else have you got, buddy? Got some other questions? Or are we about, about running it up? I'm ready for the lightning round if you guys right. are. Did you mention the lightning round to Tracy? Because this did could not. be a... Okay. Yeah. I, I didn't I either. Did, I yeah. did not. Okay. What, well, but before we do that, Tracy, what didn't we ask you that we should have asked you? Well, mainly it was about my family because <laughs> I'm proud of my family. I, I, I married, I got lucky is what I got. I was, I'm, a, I was a spoiled brat growing up the bottom of four boys and kind of, I still can't do no wrong in my mom's eyes. Uh, and I get pretty much what I want. And I was lucky enough to, to find a girl that put up with all my shenanigans and me traveling the world, trying to find myself. And like I said, 25 years later in two weeks, uh, I haven't been able to shake her <laughs> and I've got my, my boys, uh, and trust me, I try, hey, I've done some stuff, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but I, I've got a beautiful family. Uh, I've been so lucky in life, but I've been able to turn around and help other people. So uh, when people start to talk to me about it, I always bring up my family, my mom, my brothers, uh, and everybody that could, cause just, we're so family oriented and, and it's the biggest part about it. My family, I, I love my, my family and Ethel and Ethel and Ethel. <laughs> yeah. And it's obvious that That's Ethel, Ethel kind of loves her life too. Yeah, Ethel's got a pretty good gig she going does. on. She, she don't want you messing up her gig. Wait a minute, hold on, time out. And, and we just adopted a new one. Say hi. This is. Oh, looky <laughs> there. It was, uh, at the, it was at the bus barn. Uh, been um, all by itself. Wasn't doing very well. So we two weeks old. We bottle fed it, and uh, it's only got one eye, and so we named it Willie from remember the movie Goonies. One eye. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. We named it Willie, and so we're 
we're big animal lovers, of course. I, I live on a big farm. I, I've got all the room in the world and uh, horses, cows, chickens, ducks, rabbits, uh, you name it, we got it. But my boys have, um, have, been, have been real instrumental in, in learning how to take care of things, responsibilities. And as you well know, with pets come responsibilities if you do it right. And that instilled in them things that they're going to take in life and run with it because you, you know, last time I checked, most of these animals can't turn on a water faucet outside. They, you know, even on a hot day, you know how it is, even though mine's got a pedal out there, they can step on. But anyway, that's all another story, but, um, well, but for, responsibility there. <laughs> for those of you who can't see and that aren't watching the podcast, if you're just listening, Ethel is 90 pounds plus, I guess, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah. and there's a little bitty yeah. gray kitten that may weigh a, a pound, maybe weigh a pound. And Ethel's licking it now. <laughs> so. yeah, yeah, well, we're a pet, we're a pet, we're a pet friendly show, that's for sure. Very, that's for sure. We gotta be. Oh, they yeah. bark yeah. during the middle of the show. Yeah. All right, here's well, the lightning. Here's idea, the man. here's the lightning round. This Let's is really it. this is really easy. Hiking, boating, golf, or tennis. Oh, Gosh, boating. Hamburger, includes boating. fishing. Yeah. Ham hamburger or taco? Oh, hamburger. Beaches or woods? You can't do this to me, man. Come on. <laughs> that's, that's no, man. Don't do that. Uh, I'm, woods. Woods. Comedy or mystery? Yeah. Oh, mystery. Mystery. Appetizer or dessert? dessert oh yeah well all right what's your favorite i, I do all three what's, what's your favorite dessert coconut cream pie popcorn yeah. coconut cream pie. look at there oh, dress yeah. or dress or casual oh casual shorts sandals tissues. reading watching or listening listening. Stri listening stripes or plaids oh stripes man stripes favorite movie Jeremiah Johnson. Looky there. Yeah. Going old school. I like it. Yeah. Favorite like it. musician or band. Ooh, ooh. Growing up pink Floyd. Definitely. I had a back in those days. <laughs> I like and it. Then, uh, yeah. And then, uh, went on to, uh, I like my sister in law's band, uh, Mustang Sally and the blame too though. Uh, but, uh, also a uh, journey. I like journey a lot. All right. I added one the other day. First concert you ever went to. First concert I ever went to was ZZ Top. And um, I forgot who was with them, but it was ZZ Top. I saw them in Austin, Texas in 1972. That little old band from Texas. That's little awesome. Old band from Texas. ZZ Top. Yep. It's Thanks for doing this. It's a, yeah, I do too. Thanks for doing this. It's been a pleasure, Dennis. I'm going to let you dismount. Well, I, once again, this has been something I've been looking forward for a long time. Tracy, thanks for making the time for us. Our listeners who are over a thousand people on, uh, uh, uh listeners over a thousand and what, 10, maybe on Facebook, 1040, 
1040 and wow. rolling every day and over a hundred viewers, uh, subscribed viewers on YouTube, man, keep, keep listening and sharing. I, I hope you realize, and the Tracy's a perfect example here. This is not a, a gotcha journalism. We're not going to play that game and we're, we're not going to grind an ax on somebody's head every morning. We want good, healthy, happy information. And we'd love to hear the stories just like you, Tracy love hearing it for hot Springs village inside out. I'm Dennis Simpson and he's Randy Cantrell. And thanks for joining us, Tracy. We'll see y'all next time. Thanks for listening to another episode of Hot Springs Village Inside Out, a podcast where Hot Springs Village, Arkansas is the star. Please subscribe to the podcast. You can do that by visiting our website, hsvinsideout.com, and tell a friend.